Welcome to Your Highness Podcast, a show where we get comfortable with the uncomfortable, uncover areas of cannabis where accessibility and inclusiveness are lacking, and elevate conversations about ways to affect real change in this space with a specific focus on folks who identify as women. listening to Your Highness Podcast. This is your host, Diana Crash, and today I am joined by Arianna Newton. Um, <laughs> did I say that correctly? <laughs> now that I just so, said it, I'm like, did I say it correctly? <laughs> so, cl- so close, Ariana, but I'll Ariana. take Anna too. <laughs> See, I did, <laughs> Ariana. <laughs> no, this is uh, wonderful. It's like that, uh, that trend that's going around right now on Instagram where you can name your dogs or animals or whatever, all the different names you use for them. And I have one of those too for myself. (laughs) Okay. Well, that works for me then. (laughs) Anyway, so she is the business relations executive of WeedTube. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I think it's really exciting to sit down and talk about cannabis censorship, kind of what has gone on through the year of 2021. Um, and getting ready for 2022. So thank you for having me. Absolutely. I am doing the same. This is the time of year to recalibrate and uh, refocus. Um, I don't really believe in resolutions so much, but I do believe it's a good time to like kind of reassess. Um, So, and, 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 you know, looking at what we're creating and putting out into the world. And so this all kind of aligns with that. And yes, we'll absolutely. talk about that more in a minute. We're going to begin, as we do every episode, with the recurring uh, segment, Fave Pot and Fave Not Pot, where each of us discuss our current cannabis and cannab- non-cannabis related items. And it could be really anything. Um, sometimes people really, they put me to shame with their meaningful selections. So hopefully that doesn't happen today, but I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Don't. I won't bring anything crazy to the table. I'm not. I'm not a grower. Um, I am a strain reviewer, so I do have a little bit of that background. But my plant touching side of it needs a lot of work, so no worries here. Right. <laughs> same. I'm. I'm exactly the same. So I'm going to start with my fave pot, which is actually not a can a plant touching product, but it is cannabis related. Um, so if you aren't aware. Your Highness Podcast recently switched over to PodConnex, uh, which is a new platform. Well, it's not really new, but it's it's newer. Um, and it's a platform for cannabis podcasters. And it is so podcaster friendly. It is very much like IMDB for podcasters in the cannabis space or even just in the plant medicine space because there's some people, um, some podcasts on here that don't have cannabis specific it it might be more plant medicine but anyway um there are a ton of really awesome shows and you've been on a few yourself right I can I can attest to that I've been on um at least a handful and it's been wonderful and the platform is also very user-friendly I I really appreciate that as a um you know 
consistent consumer of some of these technologies, it's nice to have something that is user friendly. <laughs> right. You have your own profile on here and it's so cool because it takes you right to the weed tube. If you click on website, it has your bio. So uh, definitely check it out and see what's out there and listen to some new shows. So what is your fave pot? Yes, this is a great question. So initially I was thinking um, strain, and my favorite strain currently is sour diesel, but favorite pot, um, kind of something in the industry uh, that I'm excited about is this letter writing program that the Last Prisoner Project is pushing for the holiday season. Um, it's their third annual letter drive. And basically it's just an opportunity to write letters to constituents that are serving time for cannabis related crimes. As you know, we've got a lot of people that are still behind bars for cannabis-related charges that are just minor offenses for some of these people. And it's crazy to watch our industry just boom along um, and kind of leave some of these people behind. I know, I know we, don't, we don't intend to, but it's kind of one of those really nice ways, I think, um, talking about the reflection a little bit again, to sit down and, and talk about the industry, reflect with someone, and, and give them a little hope heading, heading into the holidays. Right. I mean... Yes, absolutely. Any letter writing campaign that you can take part in when it comes to communicating with prisoners, I feel is valid. <laughs> no, absolutely. And I love talking about it too. You know, they do set goals and things like that, but I think they've sent over 2,500 letters before. And this year they're really trying to beat a goal of 5,000 letters. And I just, I think that would be really incredible. So I'm trying to get WeTubers to pen pal like crazy and other people in our community um, as well. But yeah, that's kind of my pot topic. <laughs> nice. I love that. Um, that's a very good one. <laughs> no, so, I, I did just write a blog about it as well on the weed tube. And I, there you go. I, I do think it's important to kind of look at some of these, um, programs that are out there. And, you know, I also talked about the cannabis impact fund. They're doing a fundraiser right now too. They work with five different organizations. Um, they're a nonprofit that helps fund some of these things that are going on with minority cannabis and, um, you know, some of the policy side of it and all of that good stuff, stuff that's completely over my head. So I would uh, be a fool not to at least talk about what they're doing. <laughs> right. I mean, honestly, you have to stay cognizant at the very least and continue to talk about it and, and share what platform you have, which is the weed tube. And that is a pretty powerful platform. So um, I'm really glad that you're doing that. Yeah, no, so, thank you. But yeah, fave, fave pot topic of the week. No. <laughs> I, yeah. I also saw there was a giant, um, like, 850-pound brownie that they made in California. I don't know if you've heard about this brownie yet. No. <laughs> this, company, this company launched their brand with a brownie, an infused brownie, that they were trying to put into the Guinness Book of World Records. And talking about censorship, um, the, the Book of World Records rejected um, their basically their uh, application or however that goes down. But, you know, just another fun little censorship bit of like, we can't even put our infused brownies <laughs> anywhere. That's wild. Yeah, totally crazy. Lots of hot pot topics. <laughs> I love that. And if you uh, subscribe to the WeedTube, you can get lots more about that, right? Like you can always find information, interesting tidbits throughout the day, throughout the week. Um, the newsletter is filled with things. Yeah, people are talking about everything they're experiencing in their kind of, you know, circle and being able to kind of, like you said, curate that um, model where it's all housed in one. And uh, 
you know, being able to span that global perspective. We weren't always a global platform, but now we have content creators from, you know, Australia and Brazil and places where it's super illegal and it's probably, they're probably being really secretive, um, but you kind of get to see yeah, what's going on in cannabis in so many different locations. And it's it's cool. California, you know, they're making giant pot brownies and, you know, Spain is just legalizing or trying to legalize. It's just, it's such a wide variety and, and it's really cool. But yeah, WeTube has got a lot of that stuff um, and uh, fun content for sure. Yeah. And we're going to talk about that more after we go through our fave not pot, which yes, <laughs> <laughs> my fave not pot is a mini series called Mrs. America. I don't know if it's, I guess it's like a limited series. Um, and it's on F or it was on FX. I just, I'm doing a Hulu trial, even though I swore I would never go back. So I, I thought I'd give it a try. I kind of avoided it for a while because I thought it was one of those pieces that like humanized someone who was very hateful <laughs> throughout their life um, totally, totally because yeah because the description is conservative activist phyllis schlafly i'm not gonna say schlafly uh leads an unexpected fight against the equal rights amendment movement during the 1970s however this this series is just like so poignant um especially if you compare it to especially with what's going on today it all parallels and it all led up to what we're dealing with now. Um, it's it's all been going on for a very long time, but it has not gotten better. Is <laughs> basically okay, the long okay. and short of it. I mean, for for women, you know, and and non-binary folks and people who still have to fight to have control over their own bodies. Um, yeah. No, absolutely. Montana is, um, you know, we're still struggling with body autonomy as well. Uh, I've got quite a few political activists here and um we are constantly fighting these white men in montana <laughs> yeah i can imagine i've never been so i can only imagine like that's what springs to mind when you say montana is like white a uh, white man <laughs> I don't know. And, you know the sad thing is too is they've got a lot of uh females backing them as well but it's just i, I always say that i'm so grateful for my ability to be able to travel and experience other parts of the world because when you don't you just see and know what you know um and we've got a lot of that <laughs> going on here still too so yeah it's it's interesting when you have a lot of women that throw their hat in the two i, I don't want to be just like oh the white men or whatever but you know right they've got plenty of women that are supporting and enabling it and probably oh, giving him fuel yeah. to the fire yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah that's that's pretty much the gist of this series i mean it shows how you know in fighting um and and basically just hypocrisy <laughs> has led to all of these white women making things much worse for everybody um, in the long run. Because as this series pointed out, women have not had as much political power as they did in the 70s in that moment. There was, it was a very, you know, powered moment. It was, it was a movement, right? There was a lot going on and a lot could have, you know, happened that didn't and so it set us back a lot and and, and it continues to set us back and uh, and amy comey bear i don't i know i'm saying her name wrong and i don't care um she's like the modern day phyllis schlafly that's who they're basically comparing her to so okay okay it is a it is definitely worth the watch um you'll learn something and it will 
really scare you how, how much it has not changed in the last 50 years. Um, no, I definitely need to watch. I'm, I'm not super educated there with that for sure. Hulu, well, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's on FX. So I'm sure whatever, you know, if you have a FX anywhere, you can probably <laughs> get, no, that's, get it. That's perfect. And so unfortunate, but thank goodness we have people kind of uh, capturing some of that and talking about it still. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's why content matters. That's why what we're about to talk about is uh, such an important topic. Um, we talk about censorship a lot on the show. And um, oh, I didn't even talk about your fave not pot. I just went right into it. Sorry. <laughs> Oh no! What's your fave not pot right now? You're so good. I was gonna kind of stem off that too. You know, we just, you know, pandemic kind of shifted a lot of things for a lot of people. But um, I grew up watching One Tree Hill on the CW, uh -huh. and the three leading ladies of that show have just grown into really incredible activists in their own right. You know, they do a lot um, within their own kind of sphere, and really women leading the charge in the world of directing and uh, finding some of these other niches, but they launched a podcast and it's called uh, the drama Queens. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're going, they're going back through and they're sitting down, they're watching their show. They're talking about the experiences. They haven't watched it since 2002. Um, and I follow Sophia Bush pretty heavily. She's um, pretty vocal on a lot of her platforms with issues, but this podcast is great. You know, they have a lot of the advertisers coming through our products and brands they work with that they trust. They believe in a lot of women's health related stuff. So it's kind of like that fun um, throwback for me, that nostalgia piece, but then also this opportunity where they actually got to just sit down and do it. Like not because of the pandemic or anything, but you know, it really gave people space to be able to again, reflect. <laughs> right. And, uh, so I've been listening to that and it's been a lot of fun. It's been such a great, um, uh, just like, do they actually like deconstruct the episodes and how they were problematic? Because I heard that that was the gist, but then I also heard that about a few other ones, like, um, Oh, I can't remember the names of the, the women who are doing it. I, the, it's about the OC and I tried to oh, listen to okay. it. Uh, there's been a couple of them like that where I thought, okay, they're going to really get into like the problematic nature of it, maybe make fun of it, maybe give you some kind of background information, but really they just kind of talked about the filming of it, and it's just like that's kind of boring to listen to. Yeah, so they do a little bit of everything, and they also just interject so much of like themselves and their personalities. You know, they're they're also communicating via the podcast, so it's kind of. You're not sitting in on some sort of intimate call or anything, um, but they do dive in. They talk about their experiences. They do talk about some problematic aspects of the show, and they also talk about things that they, like, really advocated for. You know, there's one scene um, in particular that I can think of currently from one of the episodes where the girls were wearing clothes on a boat, um, like, still belly shirts and stuff, but they right. weren't – they were like, no, we're not wearing swimsuits, like – we're supposed yeah. to be like teenagers and yada yada kind of thing. Um, but yeah, no, I think they advocated for a lot of that, but definitely they talk about the problematic aspects of this show. Cause you know, it's a teen drama. You kind of, right. the high school. Oh, I aspect. watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the teen dramas. I mean, I, I, but I'm like one of those people that will actively talk about how problematic it is while I'm rewatching it. And, yes. you, know. you know, basketball players, cheerleaders, right. just yeah, so, so two th early 2000s. <laughs> Yeah, so like gen or uh, heteronormative, like <laughs> yes, the but content was, was not diverse at all. But no. yeah, that wasn't really getting pushed, I guess, at that point. But they definitely they try to um, deconstruct that a little bit. I would say it's a 
a little more involved than just kind of going through the set stuff, but I was such a sucker for the show. I just, I love hearing anything about it. Nice. They have so many great musical artists that come on that show. You know, they did a lot of other great things to kind of showcase different parts of different communities. So um, I try not to give them too, too much flack. <laughs> right. No, no. I, I love those women. They definitely are vocal about a lot of issues and um, I'm going to check it out because it sounds good. Yes, now just skip over, I will warn you, skip over the intro song. I need to like email them or something and send them a new song. I don't know who put their song together, but it's awful. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, anyways, I wanted to forewarn you guys. I don't want you to listen to the first 30 seconds and be like, what is this? Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> so we can jump on to censorship. Yeah, um, right. I just think so, that's so fun. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. And I'm definitely going to check it out. So we talk about censorship a lot on the show. More specifically, we talk about the struggles entrepreneurs face when creating cannabis content. So WeTube came onto the scene a few years ago to change that. Um, can you speak to some of the ways that WeTube is changing the content censorship game? Yeah, absolutely. So it's funny because I was just thinking about this this morning. You know, I threw together one of those uh, January, February, March, April, kind of like TikToks with me smoking, like a different smoking video from each month. And after I put it together, I was like thinking to myself, I'm like, why did I even do this? Like, where am I going to post this? I can't put it on TikTok. I'm scared to put it on my Instagram right now because I have had two strikes and I'm trying to gain back the Instagram God's trust or whatever. My shadow ban has been hellish. And, uh, I had that same like issue of, where am I going to go? You know, Twitter's pretty oversaturated. I don't really post my cannabis content on there. Um, so where else do I take my postings? And that was kind of what these YouTubers, the same questions they were asking in 2018 after, you know, YouTube deleted them and they had to go and curate this site that they could just upload to and not have to worry about it. Um, but that's the cool thing, you know, over the years, they've obviously made it so user-friendly, very similar to YouTube in the layout. Um, and completely changing the way that content creators, you know, think about their content, how they're creating the content, what they want to showcase in the content, how they talk about the content, um, all of it, you know, no filters, no pre-filters. That's what I always say when I sit down to think of an idea, especially with cannabis content creation, you know, your mind can go so wild. I'm sure you've been there. And uh, I hate having to filter myself before I even formulated the full idea. Um, right. Just to kind of, you know, abide by these different rules and regulations. And that is just not how I operate. Um, so having the, having the ability to, you know, work with less restrictions has been great. And then being able to kind of, you know, utilize this platform for advertisers and brands, um, bringing like awareness to their products and not having to constrict that content as well. You know, a lot of commercials, obviously they're going to be showing their product, showing the bud, showing um, more about the brands, but they can't do that or they have to be super strategic um, on Instagram and things like that. And it's just, it breaks my heart. Like you said, we're all kind of in this entrepreneurial space of like, why are some people getting away with it and some people not? And right. I think the fair thing about WeTube is that it's, it's an open, it's open, you know, anyone and everyone can take their chance and take their stride. And it's not just Seth Rogen getting to post about it or, you know, Justin Bieber not even using his platform and, and launching a cannabis brand. It's just a place that I don't feel so disheartened <laughs> in the right. social media space, um, especially when talking about cannabis. Um, but yeah, then, you know, the whole advertising space of it for companies um, has been kind of a cool 
cool perspective too with you know the global audience sharing you know their journeys online and then sharing products and you know cool gadgets and there's just stoners are innovative yeah i've seen a lot of cooking shows from some past guests that we've had several times um like uh angie um the oh, green Angie. baker yep, yeah absolutely yep. i love her <laughs> i know right it's like angie she's so amazing angie. i know when you said angie i'm like that's the only angie i can even think of that i know <laughs> but yeah so no cool. i mean yeah being able to um talk about what you're doing and how you're consuming it in different ways that you're trying different products obviously there's a lot of um stuff going on now with like d8 and things like that and i think that having weedtube as a platform to be able to a for creators and brands to like share information about their products. I think that it's it's on the consumer to educate a little bit and like make sure they trust what they're consuming, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I think that we need to be able to talk about it because there's going to be good and bad, and where people right. going to be able to talk about the good and the bad? Yeah, um, they can't. They're censored. So it's like, no, we need to be able to have this open platform to engage with each other and really get this information circulating in my opinion I really love that I have to say what my favorite thing about WeTube has been over the years is that you can see things like uh, recently I watched a video a mukbang video (laughs) I'm old okay so I just found out what that was um and You don't type don't type that into YouTube because that is quite the YouTube category. (laughs) Right. I actually only found out about it through oh, what show was I watching? Another teen drama, but it was like a recent one, you know? (laughs) Yeah, no. I can't think of which one it was, but um that that the scene was disgusting when I found out about it. But the one I watched on YouTube wasn't that gross. It was just like, oh goodness, she's going to be like out of her mind when this video is over maybe not I don't know yes <laughs> especially if it's especially if it's like an edible mukbang I'm like oh my god I'm concerned that's what for it was you, but it was an edible is that, oh, is that it, what queen. you call it a mukbang 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 I mean some people call I, I like saying uh mukbang bong 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 <laughs> oh okay well um, but, but you can see that and you can also see you know doctors telling you actual science about cannabis yeah you know and it's fun we've got people that are doing podcast interviews they're talking to different executives ceos of companies ancillary brands um delivery services there's there's a lot of information that's circulating on there that could probably be curated a little better i'm i'm not saying that it couldn't um but then yeah you get the the mukbang stuff some of these like fun challenges you know right now we've got vlogmas going on so people some people are uploading every day i cannot (laughs) yeah absolutely so what are some of the challenges weedtube faces as a social media platform yeah so this is another great question because obviously we solve a huge problem in the industry um yet we can't advertise on weedtube to talk to people about weedtube they're already on weedtube um so it's fun to be able to kind of promote some of these brands and things, but talking about WeedTube itself has been such like a boots on the ground, word of mouth, you know, uh, podcast community effort, which I think is super important. Um, But it is hard to talk about our platform on these other platforms. You know, we have Instagram, we have Twitter, we have Facebook, we we do all the things that uh, the other platforms do to kind of like talk and promote 
um, the app and the site, but it, again, we run into all of the same issues that everyone else does. So we face that challenge growing um, as a community, but then also too, you know, we're not YouTube, we're not Google. Um, we don't have like all the money to throw into the technology to like update it all the time. So it really is just like that step-by-step process uh, of fixing and implementing new features, you know, when, when we can and how we can. And uh, I think those are some of the challenges we face. You know, our community has dreamt up everything we would want to see this app become and be and serve. And uh, now I think it's just kind of like waiting <laughs> for that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, advertising we too, we, we run into all the same issues, you know, we've been shadow banned, we've been deleted, um, all the same things. And it, it just kind of breaks your heart a little bit because you know, there's other people doing it out there and they don't have anywhere else to go. Right. Well, I mean, and so many people will say like, oh, I just got shut down. I got shut down. I'm, I'm done with Facebook. I'm done with Instagram. But then you see them open up another account. And I mean, I have to as well. It's just like, because when you have these giants that are, you know, taking over yep. everything and, and you're up against that. And then also needing to create visibility for your content. It's, it's yeah. a tough place to be in. And not even just like talking about advertising, WeTube and branding it too, but on the business side of it of, you know, we're still waiting for banking at the fed- federal level. Like we're still waiting for Android and iOS um, to accept different cannabis related apps. Like we went through our ringer with that as well. When we first launched, you know, Apple denied us right away. They thought we were plant touching and had a cart feature or something. And, uh, Google actually took us, um, for a whole month and then they, they removed us from the app store. So we definitely have had our ups and downs with dealing with some of these things, um, as a social media platform to not just on Instagram and things like that, but even getting into the app stores and explaining to people what the site is and what the content is and, and making sure they know that, you know, it's not, uh, we're not trying to like sell people anything. Like (laughs) this is just like kind of more for community voice, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I really wish that more people would support that on the grassroots side of things, you know? Um, they are. They're trying. Lots of people try. There's a lot of efforts out there, though. You know, they're, we're not the only cannabis social media that has popped up. Right. Um, we're definitely not going to be the last. I'm hoping we do last. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I would really love to see WeTube kind of grow into a space that could be for any um, form of content, uh, just so people don't have to deal deal with that. The mental health of uh back and forth relationships with social media platforms is exhausting really (laughs) as a cannabis creator I mean you know right truly I mean yeah I can't even share most of my articles um on Facebook because they have some type of you know if you use stock photos and 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 cannabis in the title I mean I still do but it doesn't mean anyone's seeing it (laughs) well you I mean how what a what a double-edged sword that is using the word cannabis in a title it's like you want to reach the cannabis community so you want to use cannabis in the title but then you also don't want to stifle again uh your content or like you know keep it from getting out there and hello like what 
having to make that decision yeah. and then and letting SEO judging your performance. Like what you have as a headline as well is a big issue for me because a lot of editors, absolutely, have, they'll still use marijuana even though it has racist undertones at the very least, to say the least. You know. Um, yes, yes. There's so many different. Um, discussions going on about that which I also think is great another discussion that we need to have the the pros and cons on both sides and have more people educate on you know right. but sorry go ahead no absolutely <laughs> that's exactly it it's like there aren't enough things to actually reference when you're dealing with an editor who isn't in the cannabis space because they're going off of well okay your your research materials your resources all these things say marijuana in them so that's what the SEO is going to say. I've actually had an editor recently say to me, um, people who don't know about cannabis are not going to Google cannabis. So you can't use right. that in your title. And I'm like, what? That is so dumb. <laughs> you know? That is my you reaction. We are out here writing for the future. Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We will be the, these will be the articles that, other people will be referencing and they will say cannabis in it one day. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, to be at the forefront though, truly how frustrating. Yes, exactly. Uh, it makes you feel a little bonkers sometimes for sure. <laughs> um, so before we go, how can the cannabis industry best support you both professionally and personally? Yes. No, great question. You know, WeTube is always trying to develop and uh, push the buttons. You know, we just released the DMs feature so you can now message in app, which is great. A lot of cannabis content creators were having to go to other apps to message each other and things like that. So we've been able to keep that in house, which is great. Um, and we've got a lot of things coming in the works for 2022. So definitely keep your eye out, follow us on social media, um, download the app, start finding content creators that you love and just support them, you know, let them know you're there for you. I know there's some people that are just solely viewers of cannabis content. And I absolutely love and cherish that. And I think that we need more viewers um, definitely interacting with these con uh, content creators. Um, just keep encouraging them and uh, do all that. But for me personally, you can follow me on WeTube at provisional underscore air to see more behind the scenes of what I'm doing in cannabis, uh, Montana cannabis specifically, you know, I'll be working on a series in 2022 to kind of highlight the new rec market that's setting in on January 1st. So that's really exciting if you're interested in Montana cannabis and uh, watching a state go from medical to rec. Um, definitely keep up with me. I would I would be more than happy to keep uh, people informed. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking your time with us today and sharing your awesome experiences <laughs> no thank you for having me on i feel like we kind of covered it all so this was amazing yeah we we, we figured out censorship <laughs> no kidding. unfortunately unfortunately we are just abiding by their rules yeah. currently but yeah censorship you know it's the same thing i was just on the to, to be blunt podcast i'm not sure if you're familiar with that one and i think like two days later her page got deleted yeah. and it's just like, man, come on. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, that's like pretty much why our title is Your Highness Podcast, because I didn't want, I mean, it, it, you know, we're over four years old now. And in the beginning, it was like nobody had had that in their title. I mean, some people did, but like hardly any. Right. And no, so it was just like we didn't even think Apple would carry it if we used the title. Um, and so just to be on the safe side. 
we chose something yeah, that was no. innocuous. So that's how I feel as well. <laughs> Better safe than sorry at this point. Unfortunately, the best advice we can give if you are trying to avoid censorship is to, to play it safe and to kind of filter yourself a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately. I know. <laughs> not, to, not, to end, not to end on a heartbreaker, yeah. but there womp, is this site you can go to. <laughs> yeah. WeTube.com. No. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go on WeTube and create and create without any kind of censorship. That is so important. And appreciate. Yeah, appreciate and view content that is not being censored. Yeah. So thank you again. And please come back at some other time and talk about anything. <laughs> oh, I will, I will absolutely be back. You just let me know when and I will be here. Awesome. Until next time, stay high and beautiful. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Instagram at Your Highness Podcast or on Twitter at Highness Podcast. Be sure to rate us on iTunes and subscribe.